so much for the for those tracks. Those were uh, those were excellent. I just ended up laying them into uh, the episode that goes out tomorrow, and they sound really good. So, oh, cool! That was fun. Yeah, you kind of joked about it on Twitter, so I think well, I'll surprise them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was kind of <clears throat> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, half a joke, but no, yeah, you picked up on my no. I sincerely though, thank you so much because because they do sound they do sound good. They sound a lot better than than my uh, half ass chip tune. Ish, uh, <laughs> attempts at trying to put something together so that was fun yeah yeah well so uh everybody listening in live and uh on the podcast whenever you happen to get this later on we are talking to dean sabatino uh you may also know him as dean clean uh, the drummer for the dead milkmen you guys are in kansas city right we, we are, are in kansas city yes I was asking the guys at the rehearsal the other night if they remembered where we used to play there, and I think it was uh, was it a, there was there a place called the Blues Emporium there, um, or was that before Grand your Emporium? Time? The Grand Emporium, the, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. It's not it it doesn't function anymore, but that was a great uh, that was a great live yeah performance place. We used to get really good barbecue there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now if if uh, if you guys were, were coming back into town now, I would imagine that you would go to the Riot Room. Yeah. Would be where you guys would probably be playing. Okay. You think so. Davey's, <laughs> you know, like, you think Davey's <laughs> uptown? Nah, I don't think Davey's uptown. Yeah. I think they'd go to the Riot Room. No, nah, that so, makes sense. Yeah. And then we used to, use, we used to always play uh, the Bottleneck up in Lawrence. Oh, oh yeah. 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 The Bottleneck is a fun place to play, too. It's, it's really, it's, it's a good thing that you're kicking off 2014 with our with our interviews because this is it. I this know is this is 2014. The, yeah. the shakes, something that has been on my mind, uh, for my goal for 2014 is increasing listenership, getting more fans and, uh, you know, getting, getting the word out. And I mean, what, better, you know, what better, uh, person to come and talk about, you know, getting out there and, and drumming up support for yourself than, than somebody who is a, you know, in a punk band, because I mean, that always has been, uh, you it's re- equated with you know the DIY ethic and uh you know lesser record company support and all sorts of stuff like that so uh, that's kind of what i was thinking about help us help us dean how do we how do we become <laughs> famous uh that's the trick isn't it yeah you know um, not not that i, I mean, want to be on mtv now but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. They won't let you anybody. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, that's yeah. true. Unless you're on a reality show or something. Yep, yep. yep. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it's changed uh, so much over the years. When we first started out, you know, there was no internet access and that kind of stuff. And, you know, we used to do, I mean, we had a news, a printed newsletter that actually existed even before the band really existed when Joe uh you know kind of thought up of the concept he wanted to be in a, in a band but he didn't have anybody to do it with so he made up a fake newsletter for his you know friends as yeah. a goof and um but when we actually did become a band we actually carried that over and uh i mean we used to you know back in the old days we used to collect names and addresses of people at shows and uh, you know, we maybe four times a year we would send out a newsletter with goofy cartoons and ridiculous nice. stories, and if we could time it right, it would have like an upcoming tour kind of thing. You can still, you could probably still find some of those out on the internet somewhere. In fact, somebody uh, pointed me to a photo of one they found in an old box somewhere the other day. Oh wow! Um, but at one point, I mean, towards the end, we had like ten thousand people on our mailing list. Yeah. 
and you know we did the whole bulk mail permit thing and we had we actually hired somebody to help us uh send it out it got to be so burdensome but i mean nowadays you know we have twitter and blogs and but the, but the thing the thing now is is that there's so much access uh, by everyone, you've got to fight for attention. So yeah. that's the yeah. real trick. Yeah. Well, you know, and the weird thing, I guess the weird thing that I feel like I come up against is that almost Twitter and Facebook are a bit of a glass ceiling for, for us, mm. I think, because it, it feels like it feels like when we talk about what we're doing, it's kind of like we're just talking to the same people over and over because it is, it's either people that already have yeah. kind of <clears throat> drank the Kool-Aid and are into it, you know, so... So that you know, it's kind of a weird thing, and so I've been trying to figure out ways to, to you know, motivate fans, kind of like the street team mentality and that kind of stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It's just it's just something that's just been a, a, on my mind a lot, like the past three weeks to a month. Just kind of been thinking about. Uh, it's definitely you know hard. I mean, now you know the, that we've kind of restarted playing shows and things and, and writing songs and, mm-hmm. and putting out new records and that kind of thing. Um, I can definitely see how it can be a full-time job, um, oh, you yeah. know, promoting, promoting yourself because, you know, we have to do it in our spare time. Um, we had, we, we, we started playing shows again back in uh, 2008 and with no real intention of, you know, doing other than the festival that we were kind of hired to play as you know, did, we did it for fun. And then mm-hmm. we had so much fun. We started writing some songs and said, well, why not? You know, why, why, why don't we just write some songs and see where it takes us? Yeah. So we wrote an, we wrote enough material and we put out a record in, uh, 2011 with no sort of no like marketing plan or, or anything like that. I mean, it, you know, it did fairly well and we, we sold all the copies that we printed and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, we, it wasn't until like six or nine months later that we actually had a sort of a record release party and we actually hired a promotions company to help us get the word out about it. Um, which kind of pushed it a little further, which was good. So we're trying to figure out a little bit, of the same thing for ourselves with the, you know, the new stuff that we're writing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's persistence sometimes, you know, you just got to kind of make your presence known yeah. without being, without being a jerk or an asshole, you know, yeah. just kind of getting the word out consistently or having something new every, you know, every couple of weeks or whatever, so that people can kind of latch onto it maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I think that you've got it right there, you know, doing it, trying to be as consistent as possible without being a jerk or an asshole. And I and I just I just have just that terrible fear in the back of my head that like the next tweet or Facebook post is like the one that everybody's like, "All right, enough." Right. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Yeah, done with that. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah, and how do you I mean, that's that's an interesting balance. Uh I was talking with um I was actually telling um somebody in my group who uh, is in a couple of bands. I was telling them about you, uh, Dean, that we were doing, you know, we were interviewing you tonight, and um, and uh, he was he was doing something. He was he was trying to form some kind of collective that was going to play in Kansas City, and he was trying to raise money on Facebook. And we talked about doing Kickstarter, and he's like, "Yeah, that wasn't really working." And he said, "It's really hard because 
it's such a hard thing when you're a creative person the the self promotion is like you know it's just like nails on a chalkboard because mm-hmm. it's like you do it you want to do it and then when you start feeling like you are really promoting yourself and you're using what you've created to promote yourself that's such a hard thing i mean on a on such a small scale you know and i've talked about yeah. this before <clears throat> when i did my blog for a couple of years it just it just became work you know it's like it's like god i don't want to do this it's like i just want i just want to write and i want people to show up and comment and engage <laughs> and i don't want to have to work at it mm-hmm. i just want it to happen you know and 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 you know you know like you said earlier dean you know with so many things going on on the internet it's it's hard to get yourself attention without going out and and really doing it and then you just kind of feel I don't, I don't know. I just, I, it, it's hard for me. You just it's don't hard. want to feel dirty. <laughs> you don't want to feel dirty. Well, you want also as a, you know, as a writer or an artist or a musician, you want to focus more of your energy on what you're creating as opposed to spending all your yeah. time, yep. you know, in the promotions mode, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, so, otherwise you would have been a salesman instead of an artist. And <laughs> yeah. right. so, yeah, it's creative. People are not always inherently salesmen. So that's, you know, that's, yeah. uh, so Dean, when you were in the thick of it, you know, the 10 years when you were, when you were doing it, did, I mean, was it always like, oh yeah, man, this is all, or did, did, was there a time when it became, when it felt like work and did you get over that hump um, and, you know, kind of push past that and find a, uh, you know, another level, something else that you were, you know, within the, you know, doing the music and stuff that you're like, yeah, you know, and that was kind that, of a weird question. I don't know. But. No. I, I, <laughs> wow, Pat. Good job. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Way to go. Um, no, it was, I mean, it was definitely fun. Uh, you know, we had a good time while we did it. it there were definitely ups and downs. Um, but I think a lot of people don't realize, you know, in fact, how much work it is. Um, I mean, when we were really, really busy uh, in the late 80s, um, we'd do, you know, at least two laps around the country in a van, um, you know, driving uh, six hours a day. And then you get to the club and you do a sound check and then you wait around for a few hours and then you play for an hour and then you go to sleep for a few hours and then you do it all over again. Um you know, it was definitely fun. Uh, we had some, you know, difficulties with uh, record companies and that kind of stuff. I guess, you know, that those kind of stories are old hat for bands. You hear them all the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we would get a, uh, uh, get ourselves together and write some new songs. And uh, we lost our contract in the early 90s, and we just decided to put something out ourselves, which is, um, you know, we do the DIY uh, you know, like we started out when we put out cassettes ourselves, or we put out a CD ourselves, and then that enabled us to get another uh, contract and get back on on the road again. So, um, yeah. persistence pays off. Um, but it, you know, at, at a certain point, it did become quite quite a grind. And in fact, uh, you know, I was the one who kind of said, you know what, I, I need to stop this for a while. Um, just you know, wasn't too into riding in a van for six hours yeah. every day of my yeah. life. 
Um, yeah, I could totally, I could totally see that. And then, and then you guys kind of went and, and did uh, solo things. Like I know you've got, you've got music that you've done. Rodney did what? What was it? it was Burn Witch Burn? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. kind of a Celtic goth thing. Yeah, Celtic goth thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, and, and you guys kind of went and did did that kind of stuff, and then uh, so. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool to see to see the kind of the resurgence. I know that you know in the past couple of weeks I've gone back and uh, and have have kind of filled in the gaps because the the last uh, the the last one that that I that I listened to I remember was uh, oh uh, meta the the one metaphysical with uh, graffiti. yeah metaphysical graffiti the one with uh, doing the brown nose and, and things like mm-hmm. that and so. Um, yeah, and so it was. It was really interesting to to kind of hear like in soul rotation and stuff how you guys the the sound really changed, but also I mean it was still definitely definitely dead milkman, but it just was kind of maturing a little bit, and it was it was just interesting to hear. Yeah, it was our serious record. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, and I and and I really liked uh, the uh, the dark clouds over Middlemarch stuff, the little three song EP, the little uh, yeah, yeah, we had there was uh, some good stuff on that. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. So we did it. Yeah, we did a whole series of uh, seven-inch singles over the last year. Yeah. And again, do it yourself. You know, putting we're not signed to our record label. We're doing it ourselves, and you know that's another great thing about the internet these days. It, it enables us to uh, you know sell your wares and uh, deal directly with mm-hmm. your fans and listeners. Yeah. 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 I mean, how how have you uh, how have you guys kind of embraced that? You know, I, I've noticed that that you guys have kind of taken it beyond just, just music. And then there's like skateboards and some different things. And, and stuff like <laughs> right. That. So, um, yeah, I mean, how, how does that kind of grown? Cause, cause all of you guys are very, and I think that we'll get to this here in a little bit. You guys, you guys are all very net savvy as cause, cause you're a designer, a, a web designer and, and aren't some more of you designers? Well, yes, in some ways, yeah. I mean, Rodney works uh, for a company doing change management computer stuff, um, and Joe works for a software development company. Um, they do software for colleges and university type stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're engaged with our fans, uh, you know, even more than maybe we used to be able to. I mean, we've always had the attitude where, you know, we would hang out with the fans before and after the show and uh, we would watch the opening bands or, you know, we definitely tried to to be approachable. And it was like, you know, it was never a, you know, oh, we're we're the rock star kind of thing. <laughs> um, and, you know, of course, you know, with the newsletter I mentioned earlier, I mean, we had that that com- that conversation with our fans back then even. Um, but now, you know, Rodney's got a pretty active Twitter um, account, and uh, I'm on Twitter, and the band has a Twitter account. Um, but actually, one of the things, even while we were kind of in our down uh, time, I did uh, put a website together, but, you know, when sort of things of that nature came online in the in the 90s, late yeah. 90s, and... Um, it was actually a, a, a guy uh, in some college out in the Midwest somewhere started a uh, an old-fashioned bulletin board. Um, it's known as the Dead Milkman Free for All, and uh, well, sadly he passed away. But um, the the uh, you know I took on the code and we actually incorporated it into our website, and so we've had a a, 
uh, sort of a the Dead Milkman Free for All bulletin board on our website for over a dozen years now. Yeah, and we have some really diehard fans on there that you know stick around over over the years. Sure. And we've actually gotten to meet a lot of them at shows recently. So it's it's been kind of cool to yeah. go places and somebody shows up and say, hey, I'm from the free for all, you know, you know, and we hang out with them. And it's it's really nice to meet your fans that way. That would be that would be awesome. I think I think that would be probably, you know, we should we should have a free for all, Pat. And then, and then somebody can, you know, say, hey, I know you from the free for all. Yeah, and I know. I know you're trying to get no your- one. Right. <laughs> You're trying to get live callers in, right? We we are, you know. I mean, it. It's so desperate. Yeah. Well, that you know that it went like gangbusters for a while, and then it just kind of died off. And I don't know what that was all about. And then the so, only, the last phone call we had was when we threatened yeah. that we were. Well, gonna be done. I, I've I've been told that a lot of the reason why we we don't get a lot of phone calls is because of the time that we record. So if we would, you know, take time off work to record during the well, afternoon, people might actually in, call. Everybody's in bed and stuff? Yeah, or, well, I guess. Dinner time? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Families and all that all that lame stuff. So, so Dean, <laughs> um, I'm going to get a little geeky with you, but. Oh, God. What's yeah. uh, So tell me about the, tell me about the biggest venue you played in and tell me about the craziest. Oh, um, Okay. Yeah, because I, I crazy love, road trip story. I love, I love, I love great stories like that. So, well, let's see. Um, the I, I'm pretty sure the biggest crowd we've ever played to was out in Arizona. It was for some sort of radio station, you know, outdoor festival thing. It was in the uh, I guess it's the Diamondbacks uh, farm team. Oh, uh, stadium yeah. out there. Right. It was like a two or three day festival, and was that in surprise? Was that a Arizona? surprise? Surprise, Arizona? No, I. You know, I don't. Right. I don't even remember. Okay. This was a long time ago. But I would say there was at least fifteen or twenty thousand people there. It was the crowd was so big that there were multiple mosh pits going on. Oh. It was kind of funny to look out and see. <laughs> um, but the the story that sticks with me and probably everyone else in the band is is um, years ago when we played El Paso, Texas. There used to be a club on the uh, hardcore punk rock circuit called Sound Seas, and uh, its original location was some in, in some industrial park somewhere. It was like a Quonset hut that they would open the garage door and the bands would play in there. And uh, I think we played there once, and it was fine. Um, but then we came around a second time and we get into town and they say, oh, well, the venue's moved and we get the directions to the new venue and we're driving and we're driving out of town. We're driving into farm country and we get to this pig farm about (laughs) half an hour outside of El Paso. And, you know, well, this is the address. I guess (laughs) this is it. So we pull in and again, it's just like this big old, uh, metal Quonset hut out in the middle of this pig farm field. And we're kind of scratching our heads going, well, what is going on? And then somebody shows up and said, Oh yeah, this is the, this is the venue. And we're like, well, uh, you, you know what? We're not going, we're not going to go on unless you get, uh, you know, I don't know how many people it was to pay our guarantee, which was something piddly like a hundred dollars or something. Right. Yeah. And sure enough, enough people showed up, so we had to honor our deal, and we played this show. And they had, they had one power outlet. They had ran one of those heavy-duty orange extension cords oh, from the farmhouse oh. about two hundred yards to this Quonset hut, 
and we're plugged into this thing with a power strip, and they've got one microphone. <laughs> oh my god! And of course, it's a pig farm, so the odor was quite oh, interesting too. Yeah. But the other, the kicker is, is like way, way across the field, you could see there was an outdoor, there was a drive-in movie theater, uh, and the drive-in movie theater was showing porno films. <laughs> So that's awesome. that, that sticks out as a memorable show. That's yeah. awesome. I, I was going to say, up until you got to the part about the porno films on the drive-in, I was going to say, there's there's a children's book written about this. It's yeah. called Punk Farm. Yeah, I, I read it to my I read it to my yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's oh awesome. man, I don't think we played there again. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I, I sure. Oh man. Yeah. That, oh wow. That's that's nuts. <laughs> wow, that's uh, so what's uh, what kind of stuff's been on your mind lately? Putting you on the spot. Hmm. Totally unrelated. Anything? Uh, let's see. I've been trying to write more music on my own. I put out a couple of uh, instrumental type things um, on Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that, trying to learn how to play guitar more than I have been. And um, but uh, we're also, I mean, the the Milkmen are in in full on kind of songwriting mode right now. So. Um, we're rehearsing and we've got some studio time booked in February and March and oh, cool. we're, we're hoping to come out with something else, uh, later in the year. So, um, so you're, you are, yeah, mind. you don't have a whole lot of extra time and space to put anything in your mind then right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have a full-time job, so, yeah. um, are you liking the full-time? Uh, yeah, I mean, I did a bunch of freelance over the years. Um, you know, I would be working during the day and then I'd come home and do freelance over the last couple of years. I've stopped the freelance stuff. Um, my full-time job kind of keeps my, my, uh, mind full of that stuff enough. I, I want to put that away when I come home from work. Um, uh, but you know, I'll do the occasional thing for, for a friend or, or a yeah. neighbor kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but yeah I, I mean, I, I've been doing my job. Yeah, I just recently kind of made that that revelation for myself that the occasional the occasional freelance thing that I might pick up is just has been just killing me. You know, mm. it's like it's like that straw that breaks the camel's back and and between between work and the show and you know, family and doing this and that and the other and it's just like okay, some something's got to give and that was definitely the easy thing to to say, well, you know, Sure. So yeah, yeah I, I, was, had, I had to get I, rid of that. Yeah, I was doing quite a bit of freelance work for maybe uh, three or four years, but about two or three years ago, I you know I just said you know what I want to play more music, so I'm going to put this aside, and you know maybe I can, and you know, of course the band started to pick up then too, so yeah. it's like you know this is where I want to really put my energy right now. I I can do my day job, I can do my design work during the day, and then I can come home and you know do more family things and yeah. and more music related things. So Yeah. I'd like to get back into record. I haven't done music recording in a long time. The last time I did really serious recording was college and um you know, I don't know if you if you've ever noticed like pictures of where we record. I mean, there are guitars and and amps and things all around. We just never record anything. Uh uh-huh. so, you know, I mean, so I've I've sat down and played a few different things I, that I thought would be really good to try to record, and I just have never done it. So that's so one, you had that's, a band. You had your own band for a while. Or? You know, I I did. Um, gosh, but this was a long time ago. This was back in back in college. I uh, 
I played I played lead and sang for basically what I call was like the Indigo Boys. It was, it was kind of you know it was our it was a, it was kind of a coffee house kind of band, uh, and uh, you know so it was an acoustic thing. But then yeah, in high school I played drums for uh, I mean we did uh, you know just the the occasional Zeppelin cover and then uh, things like that. And then and then really yeah I mean it was just these these strange kind of stream of consciousness punk rants. And uh, that was kind of that was kind of our thing back then. But yeah, I haven't I haven't been in a in a band for a long time, and not that I not that I would ever have the time for it. But uh, mm-hmm. but I do I do miss that kind of thing because that is a lot of fun, you know. And music has has always definitely been a, a very strong part of you know, not only just listening but just performance and composing and all that stuff. And just one it's 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 the one thing that I regret that I kind of let go by the wayside. Mm. Yeah. So you could always come back to it. Oh yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And that'd be great. What about you, Pat? Do you play, Pat? I play nothing. Yeah, okay. he's he's worthless to me. I, I was in um, I was in grade school, and I was tested, and I was told that I had perfect pitch, and oh. I was told I should play trombone, and mm. I tried because that all for perfect a bit. pitch players play trombone. I guess I. Uh, um, Tried that for a bit, hated it. Uh, did some singing. Um, you know, I <clears throat> did a lot of acting in high school and stuff, and was in musicals and stuff. But you know, past that, that was uh, that was my any kind of musical career. That G- uh, give me a G right now. Don't even think about it. Just give me a G. Uh, that was my G dude right it, there. That yeah. was that was straight yeah. on. That was straight mm-hmm. on. G. Yeah, that was totally a G. You wow, that's pretty impressive, Pat. Um, even your, uh, was perfect. Pit. Yeah. I was yeah. right. Yeah. It was, it was straight on. So I'm going to pull uh, this guitar out. Wouldn't uh you know, you know what I would love? I would love if like the government came out and like, kind of like made it mandatory for somebody to be part of a band and travel the country when that, like you had to take out six months and cause even you talking about getting in a van and traveling and, and doing loops on, you know, around the country, it's like I, I, I hear that, and I'm like, man. So instead of China that. and Israel doing mandatory military service, it's mil- mil- you know mandatory band service. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be, be cool. Awesome. Dude, right there. give you a new uh, It was straight G. Work. Totally it was a straight G. G. Wow, straight G. Amazing. I think I, 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 you know, I think I've probably over the years taken that completely out of context. I think they were like, "Hey, you should play music," and I turned. Nobody it told into, you you had. Perfect I turned pitch. it into, "Hey, you've you got totally perfect got pitch. lucky." <laughs> wow. So no, but I, I, um, yeah, no, like I, I mean, music has obviously been a you know a big part of my life. Yeah, I, I benefited hugely from. My brother was really big into the punk rock scene, um, and um, him being older, I just I just kind of fell in line, and that's that's what I grew up on. I mean, I loved. Um, what did he listen to? Listen to uh, Generation X, X, B fifty twos, Devo. Um, um, so lots of new wave stuff, more really than like punk punk. Yeah, yeah. Dead Kennedys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and, uh, so really, uh, you know, just kind of fell in line with that and and loved all that stuff. I used to, I, when I was in 
I God, I think I was it was grade school. I loved ABBA, and he <laughs> hated me for that. Pat, that's not punk. And I had oh, it's not. Wait, wait, how hold, hold on? on. Wait, I what? think somebody I, has misinformed what? you. And uh, um, I used to have much all like these, Perfect Pitch. Yeah, yeah, I used to have I used to have all these LPs of all these ABBA albums, and then like I remember like one day I came home like my brother had this you know set up in the basement where he'd listen to music and stuff and had these chairs kind of in front of the stereo and i noticed underneath the chair were all my abba albums underneath the cushion that he'd sit on he had sat on for you know several days and it completely warped him and i'm like what the what are you doing yeah so that was that was what transitioned me that was the that was the so really by force yeah. you were transitioned Absolutely. by force by warped vinyl so i can't listen to oh, abba okay i'll listen to this okay we were on tour in uh uh europe once uh, we actually did two tours of europe one time we were in austria and we had a day off and the promoter took us to see uh the abba cover band called bjorn again i think they're pretty big still <laughs> they're like a franchise that's have you awesome ever heard of them? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah 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 i have yeah and uh, so, you know, we were we were in Austria in this club and it was, a you know, like 500 people, drunk Austrians singing along oh, to every God. song. It was actually pretty incredible. Oh, God. I, that that actually would have to be quite the experience. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it was fun because it because it goes back to, you know, that that community aspect of music I mean, is really, you know, bringing people together under a. Not to get too philosophical and, and schmaltzy <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, you got it, really weird. I got, I got a little yeah. wisty. Did, did yeah. you Did you see my eyes kind of just glaze? Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Sorry, sorry. I lost your eyes there for a minute. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, um, we we're kind of starting. I forgot to turn the light on, but um, we oh, we're, the light. We're, yeah, the light. Um, I forgot that, but we're starting to kind of get a little low on time. We we started to talk a little bit kind of about, you know, what's on your mind and things like that. I mean, are any of those candidates for what gets you excited enough to keep you up at night? You know, not with worry, but with possibility. Well, really quick, before we get to that. Oh, okay, sure. Pat. Before we get to that. Okay, so Dean, are you a movie guy? Uh, a little bit. Tell me about a movie in the past six months that has caught your eye and you're like, damn, that, that stuck with me. Well, I'll tell you what. I... um. Uh, I think I heard uh, someone you guys are familiar with, Merlin Mann. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk talk about the uh, the Simon Pegg movies. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I I finally rented uh, Shaun of the Dead and I watched that. And oh, I yeah. liked it. And mm-hmm. I've got uh, Hot Fuzz here waiting to go in. Oh and man, watch at some point. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. That's the one I haven't seen. Gonna, oh yeah, seriously? That's yeah. I mean, I like you know, I'm a huge zombie guy, so I like Shaun of the Dead. But Hot Fuzz, and I actually, I picked it up. I, I started watching it again um, a couple of nights ago, and I just, it's just, it's it's nails. And I really like The World's End. Um, yeah, that'll be next. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, my son and I went and saw it at Alamo, which I loved. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, Hot Fuzz is still is still my favorite. All right, I'll have to go check it out. Dean, so you're, I think Pat's saying... Get get on that as soon as you can. Yeah. What, uh, why are will, you doing? Why are you talking with us? Right <laughs> yeah. Just, just hang up. Just hang up. Just hang um, up right now. But since and I have a son who's fifteen and who never really wanted to go to the movies for some reason. Yeah. And uh, so you know, any movie watching I've done over the past fifteen years has mostly been you know on on TV or, or renting yeah. uh, you know sure. download or something. Sure. 
My son consistently yeah. says this, and I love him for it. As he says, and, and I don't know, it's it, it it's, could be a double edged sword, but he's like, Dad, I would not be the person I am today if I had not seen the movies that you know you've shown me because I'm such a movie. I'm movie. scared to death for the day that my son says that to me. I know. <laughs> Well, it's like, so that's why you're sluggish and not really motivated and mm-hmm. so awesome. You know, and I tell him, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm not like the Let's go out and climb rocks. And, and you know, I'm more like, hey, let's go in the, sit in a dark room for a couple hours and eat some popcorn. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not yeah. that guy. Let's go out. And, <laughs> yeah. Are you a mystery science theater guys? Yes. I am yes. not. You're, You're not? not? I'm familiar with it. Oh, you I'm just not. haven't got... Oh, okay, okay, no, okay. No. I thought you were going to say you didn't like it. No, 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 no. I, I like say, it. I didn't no. think that that would be... Okay, but yes, yes, I am, Dean. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was into that for... We used to tape all the shows, so... Yeah, yeah. We we, we did that, too, because it was, like, on at, like, 1 in the morning in Oklahoma, and and so, yeah, I, I would always... I used to have tapes with, like, all this stuff, but then, of course, I don't wouldn't have a play a way to play them now anyway so so dean what's your 15 year old into because i have a 15 well he's year old he's into music which is cool cool um yeah he's he's he started on drums and uh so he's in the band the school band now and awesome. uh but he's also taking guitar lessons and marimba lessons too oh man marimba that's awesome what yeah, I, okay so, i gotta what's marimba it's the it's like a xylophone, but it's got the wooden keys. Oh yeah, yeah. It's okay. like a bigger, bigger, yeah. deeper xylophone. It's got a That's very awesome. throaty kind of a. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Music and skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, sweet. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I was I uh, I, I ended up following you on Instagram uh, a couple of days ago, and I saw that there was like this thunder sheet. That uh, oh yeah, what in the hell is that thing? Uh, that was for their marching band show, which um, uh, I think the show is called Whatever the Weather, and it, it kind of goes through the, the rain to the sun at the end yeah. of the show. And they had this big thunder sheet on the field that they would bang on with a mallet and make the thunder sound. Well, it looked like it was, it was 10 pre- feet tall. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. They ah. actually uh, had, had one of the band parents build it. So Wow. Yeah, that that uh, that is that was, that was was really cool. So it, it, you're uh, – and – you know, like I said, we are we are trying to wrap up, but we're really yeah, I'm sorry, we, we are totally terrible at wrapping up. Yeah, totally. We're terrible at wrapping up, as you know. Uh, you said you uh, played drums until uh, or since you were in sixth grade. So yeah. did you, did you do like the marching band and all that stuff? And yeah, I was in the marching band and orchestra and school and all that. Yeah. Um, How it, just from 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 one other guy who who played drums in in marching band and all that? How did, how did that Kind of inform. Now that I now that I think about it, I can kind of hear a little bit of it in in the drumming that you did for the Milkman. But uh, you know, it's that's really straightforward. And so, like, do you ever think of you know, like throwing in like a you know, really complex technical things? Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> no. The answer is no. Not these days. Yeah. I mean. It's kind of funny because I I went from liking uh, in high school I went from liking like prog rock mm-hmm. to to punk rock almost overnight. It was kind of very funny transition. Oh yeah, so you went from like you know listening and playing like seventeen four licks to just you know yeah. yeah yeah. My first rock concert I think was Emerson Lake and Palmer. Or oh jeez, yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> and then you know I saw a show about the Sex Pistols and the Damned on TV and it was like and my friend and I said wow we could do that too so. Mm-hmm. 
Well, see, that's the nice thing about that is like, yeah, you could do that too. And yeah, yeah, and that's, uh, oh, that's, that's awesome though. Well, yep. I, we, uh, we have kind of hit the end of it. This has been a a lot of fun. I've, uh, I've enjoyed talking to you, Dean. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I do have to say since, since Pat got to geek out on you for like two seconds, I will say this is my compliment to you that I, that when I was in high school and in marching band and we were sitting around hanging out in the bus driving and I'm listening to Bucky Fellini on my boom box. <laughs> never in never in a million years would I thought that I would actually get to be talking to you, Dean. So that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's my awesome. Fa- that's my fanboy moment. So yeah, all right. Well thanks. <laughs> you win the game. Yeah, satisfy that, uh, yeah that no, it was awesome. It was that's awesome. Great. So well thank you very much. Guys, this is Dean Sabatino, Dean Clean from the Dead Milkman for those of you uh, who are fans there. Thank you very much, Dean. Thanks, Dean. Thank you. The Shakes is produced by CocktailNapkinStudios.com and is a proud member of Mule Radio Syndicate. Mule Radio hosts a diverse array of shows, such as The Broad Experience. The Broad Experience features perspectives on women, the workplace, and success, delivered with a sense of humor. We invite you to check it out. Here's my favorite Dead Milkman song. (laughs) Are you ready? Ready. Okay. When I have to puke at night I can be so indiscreet I don't run down to the John I just throw up on my sheets Puke on the pillow and I puke on the floor Smells so bad it makes me puke some more Lying in puke six inches deep So I just smile and I go back to sleep Oh, how I love to sleep and vomit You don't know the joy I get from it Waking to the smell of spew Makes me shout, I love you When I wake up, it's almost noon Rotten smell goes through my room Take a whiff and it smells okay So I rise to breathe a brand new day Oh So I love to sleep and vomit You don't know the joy I get from it Waking to the smell of spew Makes me shout I love you When I have to puke at night I can be so indiscreet I don't run down to the jump I just throw up on my sheets On my sheets, on my sheets I just throw up on my sheets I just throw up on my sheets I just throw up on my sheets On my sheets, on my sheets I just throw up on my sheets
<laughs> that how they end it? No. <laughs> <laughs>